Are you an established consultant interested in being a guest on this show? Then head on over to leadersofconsulting.com forward slash guest. And if you meet our criteria, you can go ahead and book yourself on the show. So welcome back to Leaders Consulting. And on this episode, we're speaking with Craig Paxson, who is the creator of something called the Visionary Results System. It's a three-step method, which helps you turn your business vision into predictable, scalable results, which we'll hear about more in a second. He's also the co-author of the best-selling book, Unstuck, which provides 10 proven strategies for breaking through the barriers of small business growth. So Craig, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, lovely to have you on. So to start off with, can you tell us about one unique approach or a tip or some kind of strategy that other consultants should really know about and probably don't? Yeah, something I actually created myself. I call it the capabilities matrix, and there's different versions of this. There is one for creating strategy, but then it can be used um, pretty much anywhere. So um, it's a matrix of, um, of six rows and then as many columns as necessary. Um, So the six rows are outcomes, um, key processes, uh, policies, organizational structure, skills and abilities, and then tools and resources. And the columns now can be pretty much anything. They can be something to do with a value chain. Um, One way that I'm starting to use this with my clients is take their mission or vision statement and break it down to component parts and use those component parts as the columns. And then basically now, since we have all these intersections, we can say, okay, for us to achieve this portion of our vision, what are the tools and resources that we need? Or what are the key processes that we're going to have to have to um, achieve this portion of our vision? So it's a really good, um, I think, way to break down a problem into something that's actually that's structured and actionable um, and makes it a lot easier to solve. Um, how do we actually, how do we get something actually done? Um, it's a lot easier to do uh, when it's put into this capabilities matrix. Excellent. Uh, can you tell me where I can find where we can find that capabilities matrix? Yeah, my website visionaryresults.com. Mm-hmm. You can basically scroll down to the tools of the VRS, and it's it's in that section. Excellent. I, I noticed that on your website you've actually got a couple of different frameworks and tools that people can use. That's quite interesting. Do you have a process that you 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 run through to to come up with these? One I read a lot, mm. and I always have. My mind is that kind of connecting type mind, right? So, so different kinds, different thoughts, or different things that I learn will connect themselves with something else. And it, I don't know. I just, you know, I think having a bunch of having a bunch of a wide variety of inputs, right? So I read business books, science books, non other nonfiction, psychology, fiction books, everything. And I think having that wide variety of inputs kind of just enables us to put bits and pieces together, right? There's, there's really, there's nothing new under the sun except for new combinations of stuff. So it's not like I've invented anything. It's just take this bit over here and this bit over here and put them together. And it's a brand new thing because it's a combination of two things that nobody's ever put together before. Mm, yeah. So sort of mixing and matching. I like that. Yeah. A lot of that. And speaking of good books, actually, that segues nicely into our next question. But is there a particular resource that comes to mind when you think about what's had the most impact on you, either professionally or personally? It could be a book, but it could be something else. Right. The book 
that kicked off everything that I wanted to learn was The Goal by Eli Goldratt. Great book. He invented what's called the theory of constraints, which is really, really huge you know, in manufacturing operations, but it's applicable to everything. And his way of thinking um, through process and through problem solving um, that's illustrated in the book, The Goal, influenced me so much and continues to this day. Matter of fact, just a couple of years ago, I wrote a, I wrote a book called The Goal Discussion Guide, which is a guide for taking a small group through a reading and discussion of the goal. It is, I think it is one of the most important management books ever written. Hmm. That's interesting. I've, I've definitely heard of the theory of constraints. I didn't realize that it came from, from that book in particular. I hadn't heard of that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Eli Goldratt is like the, he's the best. Um, I, I don't know. He's just so smart and amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's definitely one of the, one of the biggest influences in my thinking. And kind of switching gears a little bit here, can you tell us a little bit more about the work that you do and the expertise you provide? Obviously, during, in the introduction, and you've, you've described a little bit about um, some of the ways that you help people, but can you tell me to get specific, who is your ideal client? Right. Yeah. So I work with small business owners between, say, a half a million and $10 million in revenue. Um, and I try to get them to really think and act with their business as an asset. Right. So, and I use an analogy. A lot of small business owners know about rental property, right? And they may even have rental property. So, in a rental property, you go buy a property and then you, you know, you, you get income from renting it out. You have to pay the mortgage and the upkeep and the utilities and all that kind of stuff. And hopefully there's some money left over at the end and you get this monthly stream of cash coming in, right? Um, but then you also know that at some point in the future, you're going to sell that rental property and make money on the sale of the rental property, right? And business owners, so many of them do not treat their business in the same way. They treat their business as if it's only the monthly income. They don't think about it like it's a sellable asset. So I, first of all, get them to realize their business is a sellable asset, just like that rental property is. And so in addition to providing the stream of income every month or every year, at some point in the future, we can sell it and we can sell it for hopefully a great deal of money. So a lot of my work goes into helping business owners maximize the sale value of their business. So if they want to sell it tomorrow or 10 years from now, when that time finally comes, they get the most amount of money for their business. So if, if I told you, um, you are a, a rental property owner, you're going to sell this rental property. And there was eight key things that would drive the value of that rental property. When you came to sell it, you would want to know what those eight key things are. And so there are eight key things, eight key drivers to the value of a business when it's ready to be sold. And so I help the business owners maximize those eight key things so that they, when they, when they sell, they get the most money they can for their, their business. Interesting. And so, you know, I understand that solution that you provide, but I'm curious about what's the pain that your, your clients feel that make them decide that they need someone to help them. Right. You know, a sellable business is also a business that's easier to run. Hmm. So there's really two sort of two, two catalysts that drive people to look at a person like me to help them out. One is their business is difficult to run, right? They're, it's dependent on them. They're doing all of the sales. 
they're com- they're just completely overwhelmed with everything they have to do. Their team isn't aligned. They don't know how to how to get out of the weeds every day. They don't know how to track and see if people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. They they go through this cycle of of micro to no management, right? They don't like to micromanage, so they don't manage at all. And then things go out of control and then they just micromanage because they don't know how to do it any better, hmm. right? So they go through that micromanagement to no management cycle and they're just completely overwhelmed. Um, and that's one of the reasons that business owners come to me. The other one is because they're all, they do realize they want to sell their business at some point. They're, you know, they're getting up to an age where they want to sell it, or there's a, an event coming along, like kids going to college and they want to be able to get money out of their business and they don't know how to do that. And so they, they come to me for that reason as well. The first reason is this, this um, not, you know, having a difficult business to run to me is the most fun because I get to really mentor and teach business owners how to run their business better. So I, I love those kinds of engagements. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And can you tell us about some other common sort of misconceptions? You mentioned, you know, one of them there where, you know, people think, you know, so focused on the revenue, they just don't realize that actually it's an asset that they're building. Right. And, you know, it's kind of the end game that's often the important right. thing. But are there other mistakes that you see people make? Yeah. You know, one of the biggest mistakes that I see um, small business owners make, or even larger business owners, is setting just random targets, right? We want our profitability to be 20%. Why 20%? Well, where'd that come from? Well, that's what we have to have because the, that's what is required for us to, um, to pay the bank loan off. Um, yeah, but then we look and the best in class in your industry is 14%. So you're going to tell me that you're going to do 6% better than the best company your industry does, right? So um, I, th- I think that, you know, we want market share of, of 28%. Okay, that's great. The biggest market share in your industry right now is 14%. So you think you're going to be able to double the best in class market share? That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense, right? So I think that a big problem that a lot of businesses make is they just set these targets just sort of willy-nilly without any grounding in the realities of the marketplace. You must know what does the marketplace look like for, from a competitive standpoint? How do we compete in the market? And from a, from a what do our competitors look like? What, what do they look like profitability-wise, revenue-wise, market share-wise? Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, quality ratings, you know, all of that kind of stuff. What do they look like? And let's compare ourselves to to the other people in our market and decide where do we want to be? Do we want to be best in class in this aspect? Do we just want to be average? That's a that's a there's no no right answer. But just setting targets for market share, profitability, revenue, et cetera, without looking at at the other people in the market just doesn't make any sense. Mm. So I always say start with what the market is. That's the first place we have to look. What does the market look like? Your competitors uh, and your customers, what does that look like? And that can then lead us to get setting the right targets so that now we now we can actually make do some realistic stuff. Yeah, yeah. And for a business owner that is feeling overwhelmed, you know, that's putting out all these fires all the time, it's in this reactive mode. Do you have any like very initial steps or or things that you would suggest that they do to start off with? What would be a, an easy kind of step in the right direction? Yeah, I think that for a business owner that's, that is sort of overwhelmed, the very first thing to do is start tracking your time and activities. 
take a week or two weeks, track your time, like in 15 minute increments. What was I doing? You know, not just what it was, but also what, what was it about? Was it something? Was it problem solving for customers? Was it internal problem solving? Was it doing direct sales for customers? Um, was it doing more strategic thinking, right? What was it? Um, and then knowing how much time you spend in each of these different areas, go through and figure out, okay, what could I pass along to somebody else, right? A lot of business owners, they have no idea. You ask them, how much time do you think you spent you know, solving problems for customers in the last month, 20 hours? And then you go back and start tracking it and you realize that no, it's actually triple that. And just being able to offload customer problem solving, either by not having the problems at all in the first place or figuring out how to delegate that customer problem solving, or at least a portion of it to somebody else Mm. will free up the owner's time to do the things that really matter for the business and really matter for the business owner in their life. Spend more time with the kids or golf more or get more sleep. Yeah. So I think that that, that's a huge thing is that's what I always start my, my individual clients with. We're going to start tracking your time in a spreadsheet or with an automated app to really know where, what kinds of things are you doing? Where are you spending your time? And that gives us an idea of what we need to do to, to leverage your time better. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what do you recommend when it comes to tracking time? I, I've tried one or two things out myself, but I'm curious what. Yeah. There's two, two things that I use. One of them is I always start them off with a spreadsheet. Always. I want it to be very manual. Um, and so it's very intentional for a, a first couple of weeks. So I have a spreadsheet. It's broken down into 15 minute increments and there's a different tab on the spreadsheet for every day. Right. And we use that spreadsheet, set a timer on their phones so every 15 minutes. It reminds them going right down what you were doing for the last 15 minutes. It doesn't take that long to do on the spreadsheet. Once we get past that, um, I, I then transition my clients into a tool called Timeular, um, T-I-M. E-U-L-A-R. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little eight-sided device oh, um, wow. that okay. they basically um, flip over to indicate different things they're working on. And so we transition uh, into a timular after we've sort of identified all the stuff that they should and shouldn't be doing through that time study using a spreadsheet. And that then makes it easy because they just flip it over and it it gives us good insights like, oh, our target for um, customer problem solving was five hours a week, let's just say, after our time study was over. And for some reason, this week, we spent nine hours doing it. What happened, right? Um, hmm. So we can we can get a good tracking going of what's really going on. So spreadsheet first, timular second. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I've, I think I've used a, a spreadsheet a couple of times. I've also also used Toggle as well, which I find yes, right. quite handy, uh, one that's quite well known. Great. So, so Craig, as we finally wrap up here, can you tell us where people can find out more about you and the visionary results system and everything else that we've uh, yeah. mentioned? My website is visionaryresults.com. And so that's a great place to start. There is also a Facebook group called visionary results um, that they're welcome to join. And um, I post lots of stuff inside that Facebook group um, and through that Facebook group um, or at visionaryresults.com, they can go in and, and get some market insight as to like the profitability of their business compared to their peers. So um, there's a, a whole study that 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 I can do with them very, very quickly um, and for free 
that uh, that will help them set those targets that we talked about so they're not just just you know whims they're actually based on real factual data yeah excellent thank you so much craig thank you for your time your wisdom and your insights it's been a pleasure to have you on the show yeah it's great appreciate it Thanks for listening. This show is brought to you by Spotlight Podcasting, which is an agency I run where we help consultants launch podcasts that align with their business goals. Now, how do we do that? You might wonder. Basically, we simplify the whole process by setting you up with interviews between you and your ideal prospects, as well as strategic partners. And then we handle all the rest for you. So that means the tech setup, audio editing, show notes, production, distribution, all that stuff. You won't have to worry about it. So if you're ready to launch a podcast that will take you minimal time to run, you can find us at spotlightpodcasting.com.